pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 312. Today I'm going to chat with Bill Fan from SureShot USA, discuss a new lawsuit against the ATF and talk about a DWI charge you're not going to believe. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Of course. All right, so before we start talking about SureShot, I'm going to talk about BSF barrels real quick. Guys, if you're thinking about building a precision AR-10 or maybe you're like me and you already have, you know, an AR-10 or two that you want to upgrade and change out the barrels, definitely check out BSF Barrels. So they have multiple calibers to choose from, including 308, 243, 6 millimeter Creedmoor, 6.5 Creedmoor, and 22 Creedmoor. So basically they have just about everything that you might be looking for. All of them have the BSF tension sleeve carbon fiber that will give you that heavy barrel rigid accuracy without packing on all the pounds. They're 0.875 inches in diameter, but the carbon fiber sleeve saves you about half the weight compared to a similar steel barrel. You can get them ranging from 10 to 24 inches in length. And then if you do decide to pull the trigger and purchase one, don't forget to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off, and that is bsfbarrels.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So Bill, this is the first time that I'm talking to you. And I'll be honest, I actually don't know much about SureShot, which is awesome because then I can kind of learn and ask questions along with, you know, listeners, but we have a mutual friend and he put us in touch with each other. And so Bill, what is your position at SureShot USA? So I am one of uh, two owners over here at SureShot USA. Okay, cool. And then how did you get started in the industry? Uh, so I've always had a background in manufacturing, you know, uh, growing up, mostly handling uh, the U.S. you know heavy duty transportation market and rail market, and I had the opportunity to start a new machine shop here in the uh, Chicagoland area, and kind of just you know took a shot in the dark and reached out to the original company, which was in Russia at the time, and knew that he was trying to get into the U.S. market and. Basically, you know, told them what we had to offer uh, and to bring the brand over here to, to the United States. Hmm, nice. And so you weren't really doing much with guns at the time. It was kind of just one of these things that you just kind of had a wild hair up your butt. <laughs> uh, kind of. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, in the industry, um, you know, on the, you know, manufacturing supply side or anything, but been into, you know, been into shooting and firearms for a long time. Nice. And just saw an opportunity and decided to to go for it and were you an ak enthusiast at the time yes um so you know that's kind of how i came on to uh the brand and the product because you know they were really small at the time you know just getting started as well i was able to get my hands on a few of their products you know did some social media stuff for them and you know they liked it that opened up the communication channels. And then, you know, once this came along and, you know, just like I said, shot my shot and here we are. Cool. And what was the brand in Russia at the time? I mean, were they kind of doing something similar or um, has it changed quite a bit since? Uh, so the whole group is sure shot armament group and the product is, how should I put it? So at the time, you know, the flagship product, was the Mark 2.1 chassis system. When we acquired the trademark for it to start manufacturing it here in the U.S., uh, we jointly developed the Mark 3 chassis system. And that's kind of become, you know, a product more on its own now. 
with, um, you know, with all U.S. engineering and U.S. uh, production. Okay, cool. And for those who may not be familiar with SureShot, can you just kind of briefly like describe ultimately like what you guys have to offer? So we do CNC machine, uh, AK accessories or Kalashnikov accessories. And the biggest things we offer are our chassis systems because on an AK, you know, it's not, you know, the same as your AR 15 or AR 10 platforms where it's uh, you know, upper receiver made it to a lower receiver. Mm-hmm. Everything's, you know, pressed together, riveted, and all we have is really just a dust cover on top and, you know, wood hand guard and, another wood piece that goes over the gas tube so we help modernize the platform by giving you a free floated barrel and m-lock handguard a two-thirds monolithic top rail and you know for the people that do want you know the mark three a full replacement dust cover so now you can run modern accessories and optics ir devices without worrying hmm nice interesting Okay, so I have more questions, but before I do, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about gators. Yesterday, I was having some fun with some full auto guns, and I was shooting at a range, but like, you know, there's like all kinds of stuff nearby. There was like some steel and a bunch of wood Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and one thing that I was really happy about was that I was wearing their mil-spec ballistic lenses on the Gators that I had. And mm-hmm. if you guys didn't know, so the mil-spec ballistic lens, so they're rated to take a hit from a 15 caliber projectile at 700 feet per second without cracking, which is pretty oh. impressive, you know, especially because like, you know, if you're like me, I enjoy having my eyesight and I definitely <laughs> don't take my eyes for granted. So I make sure that I protect them and that nothing could happen. And then also on top of that, Gator's eyewear just, you know, it looks great on top of that. One thing I do have to laugh about, though, is when I was shooting. So my dad, he gave me his AR that's full auto that he put together. And he's 77 years old. And like, I don't know if it's just that generation or what, but like he just every time he hands me a gun, he oils the crap out of it. He puts the Remington oil, the spray, it almost looks like WD-40, <laughs> you know, with the tube <laughs> yep. and just sprays the crap out of it. So then it's like dripping with oil. And then if you shoot full auto, especially if it's suppressed, which it wasn't, but you're just going to get like specks of black all over you. So it's like and oh, all yeah. over my glasses, my face, my shirt. And of course, I was wearing a shirt that was like kind of light, which I changed it after shooting like the first mag dump because it got all over my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, afterwards I went over and I was like, thanks dad, I feel like you set me up for failure. Now I smell like a Remington gun oil. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I wear dark clothes to the range now. (laughs) I know. But I was actually pretty impressed like with the Gators Eye Pro. Like I thought for sure it was going to be all like smeared, you know, on my my glasses and stuff. And like, because it was all speckles. But I just took some like antibacterial wipes and just like wiped it real quick. And I was like, oh, and it, they came out. There was like, they must have like some sort of film or something on it that doesn't, I don't know. They just wiped clean really quickly. So like a coating or something. right? Yeah, it was it was just impressive. Like I've just I keep the more I use it, the more I'm just impressed with their eye pro. But if you guys are looking for stuff that, you know, even if it's just not even on the range, it's just like everyday wear. Like if you guys are like fans of Oakley's or stuff. I would say these are much better than that. And they're also, you know, ballistic rated. It's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Check it out. Gators.com. If you want to get 15% off, use the URL Gators, G-A-T-O-R-Z.com forward slash Ava. And that gets you 15% off. All right. So let's talk about some of the products that you guys have, because like I said, I have quite a bit of questions Mm-hmm. I also am actually a pretty big fan of AKs and I will say, I mean, I've only been in the industry now for about 10 years, but only in the last maybe six years ish, did I start getting into AKs? And that's just because I kind of like grew a little bored with ARs and I was like, all right, what can I branch off to? Right. But, but I am like, you know, I was looking at your website earlier this morning and like, you guys do make some pretty impressive stuff that also looks really good. So give us a rundown of just all the products that you offer. Uh, so the big three that we offer are the Mark 2.1 chassis system. 
the Mark III chassis system, and then our uh, M4 stock adapter, which uh, we have for 4.5 millimeter left side folding, 5.5 millimeter left side folding, and now a fixed AKM option as well. Oh, nice. And then kind of a stupid question, but I'm, you know, since it's a a chassis, obviously Mm -hmm. it's not the complete gun. Like, what is it compatible with? So let's say I just wanted to buy like, and I don't even know if this would be a good idea, but let's say, you know, I saw an AK, it was a good price. It was like 600 bucks. And I was like, I don't really care what it looks like, whatever, because I'm going to throw sure shot USA chassis on Mm -hmm. it. Is that... I mean, am I, am I limited to the AKs that I have to choose from? Would that even be a smart move or should I have something that's a little bit better quality? So it's the only limiting factor with our uh, chassis systems are that it, or, uh, sorry, is that it has to be a stamped receiver AK. Okay. With a standard length gas system. So anything like an AK 100 series. So, you know, 102, 101s. Uh, 103s, 104s, all those are fine. AKMs are great too, as long as they have just the standard length gas system. So give me an example of some of that, because I'm not really familiar with like 101s, 102s, and all of that. So the 100 series uh, AKs, you know, that, so in Russia, Uh that would entail the AK-74M, which is, you know, the standard 545, 16 point think three inch barreled standard issued uh service rifle mm-hmm. and then you have the ak-105 which is the 12.3 inch barrel so the the k version the short version and what the 100 series did is you know they introduced an actual kind of like a mill spec over there so 22 millimeter barrel shrunken uh journals uh they use the same front sight posts rear sight uh blocks you know triggers rails bull carrier and everything hmm so most when people say AK or AK-47, they're talking about what, you know, it's considered an AKM. So that's a stamped steel, one millimeter thick receiver with a forged trunnion and a fixed rear tang with, a, you know, the standard 16-inch barrel uh, front sight post and then uh, gas block. And so basically, if you stay within the AKM family or AK-100's family, our parts will fit on them no problem. Okay, gotcha. I know you kind of laughed here. I was like, I don't know, the 101, and you're just like, eh, right. eh, but, you know. But, that's, but it, it's so, it gets really crazy, you yeah. know, especially here in the U.S. Because sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this is a, you know, Bulgarian kit, but then I have this Russian trunnion in it, and then this, and it's like, oh, 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 boy. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, and then let's talk about some of the other stuff that you guys offer, right? So you have the chassis system, the stock adapter, the M4 stock adapter. You offer a few handguards. You even have the, what is it, the MK2.1 yes. to the MK3 upgrade? Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, so the Mark 2.1 and the Mark 3 are, they share a certain amount of parts. So the main, the way the system mounts uh, to the uh, firearm, that's mm-hmm. all shared between the two and the lower handguard is shared and the gas tube itself. So you can actually change up, you know, how you want to spec out your firearm if you have the one and say, you know, oh, I do want to run a magnifier in the future. So I do want that full top rail or, you know, I do want to run an LPVO. You can just simply make an upgrade instead of buying an entire another chassis system. Gotcha. Okay. And then also, like, what would you say are some of the advantages of like the monolithic chassis and like, I guess the benefits over like the traditional furniture? Okay. Uh, so the traditional furniture uses um, things on the barrel to hold itself to the receiver of the firearm, you know, through tension. And when you have all that tension on the barrel itself, you go to do things like barricade your firearm or things like that. You're going to start moving things around. So when you move to our system where you free up the barrel, you, first of all, you get to bang your gun into a barricade as hard as you want. And it's going to do the same thing every time and hold zero. And then the other benefit is now that we're giving you actual accessory space. 
so you can run modern optics, uh, IR lasers, you know, flashlights, hand stops. The list goes on nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. And with the optics section and the front rail section being monolithic, you never have to disturb any of your aiming devices or optics when you service or field trip or maintain your whatever else you have to do with your firearm that involves, you know, removing the internals. Hmm, Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to take another quick break and talk about Mantis. In addition to the Mantis X system or the Laser Academy, Mantis has an accessory that you need to check out to use with either one. It's called the TRT Tap Rack Dry Fire Safety Training Aid. It's specifically designed for firearms that require your mag to be inserted in order to fire or if you simply want to practice dry firing and incorporate mag changes. What the TRT does is it keeps your magazine from engaging the last round slide lock. So it's essentially a rubber dummy round that you load into your mag. It depresses the follower, but it only has about half of the round there so that the action won't load it into the chamber when you rack it. In other words, it will keep the follower depressed no matter how many times you rack the slide during your dry fire. They come in three packs for either 9mm, 40, 45 ACP, and 5.56. Check it out, mantisx.com. How easy is it to install the chassis? I mean, is it one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say like, do you think I could do it? Because I feel like that would be kind of, I'd be like, well, I'm a woman. Can I do that? I mean, granted, I don't know how to change a tire on a car, which is another (laughs) thing, but I'm decent with, you know, I know my way around guns here and there, but like, I don't know. What would you say? Like, can you kind of just walk us through sort of? you know, how you go about changing it. And does it differ over like changing, I guess, like swapping out like just normal furniture? Yes and no. So when it comes to AKs with anything, you know, some finessing or fitting is always going to be required. But we try to make that as simple as possible for the end user because we wanted to make sure that this system was end user installable. You know, you didn't have to send your gun to a gunsmith or anything like that. But there are cases, you know, where that's necessary. Yeah. So a quick walkthrough of our install would be, you know, always step with, you know, start with rule number one is to ensure your firearms, you know, safe and clear. Mm-hmm. And then you would remove the factory dust cover, uh, recoil spring, bolt carrier assembly. From there, you would undo the factory gas tube and then also the factory handguard. So once the AK has been stripped down to basically its you know base state, that's when the install can begin. You would start with our main mount system, and that is held on via five different uh, locating set screws, which lock in around your rear sight block. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you would start basically almost like piecing it together like Legos, starting with the top front rail, and then setting the distance for that front and back. And if you have the Mark III, that's when you would add on the back half of the dust cover, Mm -hmm. set your distance, lock everything in, and then slide the handguard over uh, the factory handguard retainer. And that's held on by two M-lock screws in the front and then just one through bolt in the back. And once you have everything set, that's all you have to do. It, It sounds really simple, you know, when I say it, but... It can be a little overwhelming for people mm-hmm. sometimes. Actually, as you were talking me through that, like you said everything, I went to your website and the mm-hmm. install manuals where you guys have the video. And it's funny how everything that you were saying in the video or everything that was happening in the video you were saying. So I was like, oh, I can definitely picture all of this because obviously it's right here. Right. And, and it does actually look really easy. But I guess, you know, I wonder if, if maybe AK's like changing out furniture is a... I mean, I know this from like past experience. Sometimes it could be a little bit of a pain because it's like the AK versus, you know, an AR where everything's kind of similar size. And mm-hmm. like AK is just, there's so many variances. So oh, like, absolutely. And that was one of the, that was actually the biggest challenge of getting, you know, all this stuff adapted for the U.S. market. It's 
we have so much variance, like you said, and when it comes to, you know, some of these home-built AKs or even some of these, you know, boutique-built AKs, parts become scarce, so you might have to, you know, maybe replace this one with a U.S.-made piece or, you know, this component with something you source, you know, from this country of origin. So getting a system that works with everything was quite the challenge. Mm, yeah, I can only imagine. Who's the guy in the video? That's me. Oh, okay. You have some nice arms. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I'm trying to keep it in my pants. No, <laughs> kidding. All right. And then also, you guys have a Airsoft like section on your website, and, but it says coming soon. So what's all that about? I mean... Is it kind of like um, the same thing, but you guys are just people can put like your chassis on their airsoft firearms or? You know, so we are actually working with a manufacturer, you know, um, a manufacturer within the airsoft space mm-hmm. to adapt our systems to, you know, the, the more popular airsoft guns or airsoft AKs out there. You know, it's so it's crazy. Sometimes you see these airsoft guns in photos and everything and you can't tell. They look like they're one-to-one, you know, the real deal. So you're like, oh, parts just slap right on there, right? Yeah. And then you get one in your hand. And it's like, oh, this is just different enough. And they had to hide, you know, some electronics here. And it's like, oh, okay, this is actually completely different. So I see, you know, why people have actual airsoft parts now. Yeah. But we are working with someone else to build those for us. They're still going to be quality machined and everything like that, but they obviously won't be the same as the quote unquote real steel counterpart. Gotcha. Okay. And then tell me about the Bandino Bill, which I don't really know much about. Oh, my the, the nickname. Yeah. All right. I asked our mutual friend. I was like, okay, I'm not really familiar with, you know, okay. sure shot. And then I was like, any questions? And of course, he wasn't that much help. But he was like, ask about. <laughs> he keeps it. He he keeps it vague on purpose, right? Oh, so oh, Bandino Bill. So I get it. So I was thinking it was like some sort of law bill, political bill, and it's no. you. <laughs> no, um, it's not you. So no, the nickname. So Bandino Bill, the nickname. Uh, so we were in uh, Mexico one year, Cloud mm-hmm. Carmen, for a, a good friend's birthday. And I, I only remember this barely, but you now everyone has to show me the videos and tell me the stories. But I guess I, I got so so drunk one night in Playa del Carmen, I took over a DJ booth at a small club and started <laughs> DJing all night um, while wearing, you know, a novelty sombrero that I had bought earlier. So <laughs> this all sounds really bad, right? When I say, you know, say it out loud and reminisce on it. I mean, so, you know, so just, and then it was like, should we just? You know, this this all happens, and then next morning, you know, I'm hung I'm over. I feel like I'm gonna die. Right? Yeah. We're walking to a breakfast place that just happens to pass the same place. I guess the people who are there, you know, the owners and you know the other people that work there, and they're just like, "Oh, Bandito Bill, are you coming back to spin tonight?" And it just that just stuck. That's hilarious. Ever since. I mean, look, we all do stupid things, right? When we're younger and you're like, yeah, this yeah. is just last week, but whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's right. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I was in my 30s already, so I don't know how much of an excuse that is. <laughs> I mean, I know for like my 30th birthday, I went to Vegas and had some fun and like, you know, like you do stupid things, like things that you mm-hmm. normally wouldn't do. So I'm like not judging at all. Of course, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. Share I, I it. Thank you for that. I'm not going to share what I did, you know, on the, on the <laughs> no, thing, you know, no, publicly. I won't but <laughs> do you have any experience with like doing any DJing or was this just. Um, like, so apparently like there's just a soft, you know, software out there now that pretty much mixes it all up for you. You kind of just pick the songs and tell it what you want to play next. Oh, okay. So it was pretty easy. Yeah. So it was, well, it was easy enough, I guess. Yeah. They wanted me back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's well, I was going to say the things that we do when we're able, like when we're drunk, one time, my, my one and only time I went to New Orleans and I won the hula hoop contest at this bar and I was able to hula hoop nine hula hoops at once. No. <laughs> but recently I was with my camera guy and we were like at Walmart just like joking around 
And I saw hula hoops, so I bought two of them because I was like, you know what? I bet you I could hula hoop these two hula hoops. I can't even hula hoop one. Like it goes around once and then it drops. And it doesn't matter how hard I'm trying. So it's like sometimes, like I've joked, I'm like, I've been able to do some pretty amazing things when I'm drunk that I can't do sober. And I don't know what it is, but. Well, I think it's true what they say. You know, it's like you got to have a few shots sometimes to loosen up. That's true. Because that same thing goes with like skiing or snowboarding, too. I was oh, able. I can, I can understand that. Just, yeah. Because if you're we, super we stiff. We just can't just, do it at the range. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. If if you think you guys can't shoot sober, you're not going to be able to shoot. Yeah, always shoot responsibly. That's for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Kind of wrapping up this interview. So for those who want to check out SureShot USA, let's say on social media, check out your website. What are all of your handles? And then I guess Bandino Bill as well. Right. uh, So you can find us on Instagram. It's SureShot underscore USA. Our website is sureshot-usa.com. And if you are in the New England area, you can actually come get some hands-on with our products at Clashtober in New Hampshire. So make sure to check that out. And if you want to follow me, check out what I'm doing. My Instagram is bandito, B-A-N-D-I-T-O underscore bill. Very nice. Okay, cool. All right, moving on with the rest of the show, IWI. If you guys want a reliable, rugged gun, definitely check out the Galil Ace from IWI. I've got the new Gen 2 version. It's pistol. Well, I guess I made it into an SBR. It's chambered in 7.62 by 39, but you can also get it in 5.56, 5.45 by 39, and 7.62 NATO. The new Gen 2 version includes a free flow M-Lock rail for accessories. Like one of the best things they think about the Galil is that it shares a lot of the features of like an AK, but the charging handles on the left side, so the manual of arms is easier for those not used to the AKs. Although I guess, Bill, for you, it'd just be kind of awkward because you're used to it. Right. Um- <laughs> The funny thing is, it's such a good innovation that I've seen out of Kalashnikov Concern right now, their newest generation of the uh, their prototype AKs have left side charging. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah. kind of makes sense, right? It makes life so much easier. Yeah. I, I won't hate on it. It's so good. Yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, head on over to IWI.us. Also, if you find any accessories in their web store, there's a lot of great things. Definitely, if you haven't checked it out, you're missing out. Check it out. There's all kinds of stuff. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. And again, it's IWI.us. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, FFLs fight back. I've talked about the overhanded, deceptive, and even illegal methods the ATF has been using to revoke as many FFLs as they can for no justifiable reason. Last Friday, Iraq veteran 8888, Gun Owners of America, and a coalition of FFLs across the country announced that they're filing a lawsuit against the ATF for their illegal actions and biased overreach. The coalition argues that the zero tolerance approach as being implemented by the ATF at the behest of the Biden administration violates the due process rights of FFLs and has led to the unjust revocation of licenses. Kiloton, uh, tactical from Florida, joined the case with evidence of clearly illegal actions by the ATF industry operations inspector, also known as IOI. During an inspection of Kiloton Tactical, the IOI seized the FFL's 4473s and handbook and removed them from the site. Federal law strictly forbids this, which I know that for a fact. The statute reads, quote, the inspections and examinations provided by this section do not authorize any ATF officer to seize any records or documents other than those records or documents constituting material evidence of a violation of law. There is no violation or suspicion of a violation to justify seizing the records. The Freedom of Information Act requests only generated a heavy redacted 
copy of the IOI's own procedure manual, but a friendly source inside the agency provided an unredacted copy, which shows agents are strictly forbidden from removing records in the manner as well. It also states all inspections should be at the FFL's location, and there are no exceptions for taking records off-site. The IOI in question insisted he had the right to remove the document and copy them, however, which he did before returning them. There have been numerous reports of agents using cell phones to capture these records during the inspections as well. All of these are violations of federal law and the ATF's internal rules, but there are provisions across the agency lately. There's also the illegal database of 4473 records, which we know the ATF is adding to. They insist they're not searchable and don't violate law because of that, but they're a digital scan and the system has the technology to turn scan images into searchable text. Sadly, like other big cases, this one is probably going to take years, but this is going to be a crucial case for reigning in the overreach of the ATF. So uh, hats off to these people that, mm-hmm. you know, decided to take this on because I know it's going to be a pain, but yep. it's something that we all appreciate, especially as an FFL. Oh, absolutely. And you're hearing some pretty crazy horror stories uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the industry right now. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I think with any, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, there shouldn't be any room for error. And I think that a lot of FFLs are doing a really great job. But like, if you can't read somebody's penmanship, which we have to, you know, by law, we have to keep records like mm-hmm. an actual book. So it's like, okay, you, you know, if you have really poor penmanship, unless you hire somebody to write it all down for you, who has like amazing penmanship, I mean, you know, right. Or you're like doing that. all digital books or whatever mm-hmm. else. It's, yeah. yeah it, they're just looking for any excuse to coming, you know, to carry out their agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And you know, the recent one I heard was, you know, it was a, shop with legally acquired you know uh factory machine guns for demo purposes right with actual law letters everything like that and i guess they went after both uh the chief of police that signed those law letters and this ffl oh wow even though everything was done to the atf's guidelines yeah and everything like that so hearing things like that just doesn't inspire confidence yeah no kidding i mean that's exactly like the full auto that i shot yesterday it was from a 07 dealer and the sheriff signed off on it yep and And, i mean it's in their possession not mine you know but yeah so everything about it is legal so it's like it's so crazy and then you also have to wonder like are they even training these atf agents accordingly like are they aware of what these laws are because right or it's like are they just giving them like blanket power yeah it's very weird Mm, definitely let's see caldwell Caldwell has some of the most affordable quality steel targets around, and they expanded their line to include target stands, which is awesome because that was really my only gripe is uh, Caldwell sent me a bunch of steel targets and I was like, okay, cool, but what am I going to hang these on? And so I had an order from another company and it was like, they were hot garbage. Now they came out with their own. And I really like this because they have the one by two boards that you could use like cardboard silhouette targets with. And then they also take the two by fours for holding steel targets and the angle two by four will hold the full size IPSC target without falling over, which is pretty incredible. This one's really cool because a good base to hang your targets at a good price wasn't easy to find before. It has all steel construction with power coat and also comes with ground stakes, but best of all, it's only $39.99, which is pretty incredible for like a good quality base. But on top of that, if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, G-U-N-F-U-N-N-Y-1-0, you're going to get 10% off, and that is caldwellshooting.com. I think I'm going to have to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's a good setup. I actually keep my steel out in my range all year round, so it takes quite the beating. And we're going on, I think, three years now, and it's still, it's doing well. Oh, okay. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. though. Yeah. Today's Q&A is, have you heard about the Colorado Springs boy who was sent home because of the Gatson patch? 
that he had on his backpack, which Bill, did you have a chance to hear about this? I feel like it circulated pretty quick. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty much on, you know, every, every page of size that I follow. Right. So this it is, it's pretty crazy. I know. So I'm super annoyed because this happened right here in Colorado Springs, which is where I live in district two, I believe it's the Vanguard school. So Essentially, this kid, Jaden Rodriguez, he's 12 years old, I believe, don't quote me, 11, 12 years old. He was removed from class after teachers told him that his don't tread on me patch was racist and that he had to take it off. He told them that they were wrong and wouldn't back down. The teacher said, quote, we do not want the flag due to its origins with slavery and slave trade. Which I'm just like, what? Right. you know, I I think I went cross-eyed when I actually read I that part. And but the thing, the part that's scarier is, you know, these are the teachers, right? I know, yeah. Are they saying this because this was misinformation that they somehow believe in, or are they just making up a literal lie against something that they don't like? I know, because I was like, okay, let's see if this, you know, is this misinformation that's just like plastered all over the internet? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so like, I just like did a little bit of, you know, searching around and I'm like, where do they even come up with this? Like, how do they even justify that this is what it says? Like, it's so idiotic. Uh, yes, absolutely. So if, if anyone's wondering, so the flag originated during the revolutionary times as a symbol of the fight against the British and is one of the oldest U.S. flags. Basically, after the story went viral, the Vanguard School Board reversed their decision. I also heard that the governor got involved, uh, Governor Polis, which I'm not a huge fan of him. He's very he's from California and he's basically turning Colorado into California. But I am surprised that like he put his foot down and was like, no, you know, he said something about honoring history and uh, freedom or something like that. And I I like retweeted and I was like, yeah, but he didn't care about taking away our freedom (laughs) when he signed all of the proposed gun bills that went on his desk this year. Right. Well, they pick and choose what freedoms we get. I I know. Yeah. (laughs) And then I saw another video shortly after it was like the next day or two where this kid, Jaden, you put out a video and he was like, today was a good day. The kids were really hyped up. They're putting don't tread on me on their locker now they like me all of a sudden. But the teachers, on the other hand, I got some dirty looks. That's for sure. They're definitely not happy with me. <laughs> and it's like, what kind of teachers are these two then, right? I know. Like, this is a 12-year-old kid. Like, lighten up. But then, I don't know. It's just such a weird time. I don't have any kids. But I do think that if I did have a child, I'd probably homeschool it. Because I just... I think schools nowadays... I mean, I've heard... In different schools now, and I, I don't know if I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or not. I've just recently brought it up. But in some of these schools, they're putting litter boxes in schools for kids to use as the bathroom because they identify as like a cat or an animal. Wait, wait, what, what? I know. And I at first I was uh, like, there's wh- no way. And I thought, well, maybe it's just one random school. But it's actually a lot of schools that are doing this. And I'm I'm like, what the hell is going on with the like our education system? And, it, right. It's, and then I'm like, do this, I even want this, to? Have this a sounds kid? crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, you know, and before that, I used to be kind of against homeschool because I used to think like a lot of those kids are kind of weird and right, yeah. you know, they don't socialize that much. But like now it's like the kids that go to school are freaking weird. Or they, you know, forget about like the, you know, you know the whole pronoun thing and stuff like they don't want to be known as like a him, her, you know, whatever, but they want to now identify as like animals and, and then like this stuff's okay. But like a kid wants to wear, uh, you know, don't tread on me patch on his backpack and like all hell breaks loose. Right. So it's, you know, it's like, it's only freedom of speech or freedom of expression when it aligns with what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's really what it sounds like. And, yeah. You know, a school should be a free open place. And apparently it's not for everyone. I know. I don't know if you watched where they filmed, you know, like the the mother talking to the teacher or maybe she was the principal or whatever. I don't know who she was. Mm-hmm. But, but it was yeah, kind of it, funny to see the boys reaction. 
I mean, he's just looking at his mom like, are you for real? Like, not like, you know, kind of like, can you believe this woman? Like what she's thinking? Like, he's trying so hard to be respectful. Right. Like, he's, he's keeping like, calm. Yeah. He's using reason and natural facts. Yeah. And, but he's just know, looking and, at his mom like, what do I do? Like, is this seriously like happening right now? Like, yeah, it's like, no, well, it's like, can, can I can I please go in on this woman? Mm-hmm. mom? <laughs> yeah, I know. But honestly, good on his mom. I want to find his mom. And offer her at least like a free concealed carry class or something like because I'm just proud of parents like that. Like, thank you for the parents that are actually raising decent human beings that, you know, stand up for something that they believe in. And they're using logic and reason and history and all of that. And like, I don't know. So at least there's still some, you know. Some, Absolutely. Yeah. Some people in the world that like give me hope that the world's not going right. <laughs> Those beacons of hope, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Smith and Wessons. If you're looking for a new 22 mag, definitely check out Smith and Wesson's new MP 22 Magnum. It includes the tempo barrel they've developed for the 5.7, which means recoil on this is going to be pretty much non-existent. Obviously, there's not much on the 22 mag, but it's definitely going to be less than others since the tempo barrel keeps the action locked up until the bullet passes the gas port. It ships with two standard mags that hold 30 rounds. Like the 5.7, it includes an internal hammer rather than striker, so it has a crisp single action trigger. Sadly, unlike the 5.7, it doesn't come with a threaded barrel, but maybe that's something that they'll offer later on. It also looks like they're not offering it without the thumb safety, at least for now. It's fully ambidextrous with a flat face trigger, black armonite, armor knight finish, and Picatinny rail for accessories. It's also optic ready and comes with fiber optic front sights. MSRP is $649. If you want to find out more about this, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. DWI on power wheels. Last week, an Indiana State Police Trooper was patrolling in... Last week, an Illinois State Police Trooper was patrolling near the Illinois border around 9 p.m., when he spotted something odd. Someone was driving a battery-powered Power Wheels Jeep on the road with no lights or reflectors and was difficult to see. That's right. Basically, a child's toy Jeep with a top (laughs) speed of five miles per hour. Not even one that's been, you know, like, souped up with a higher-voltage battery. This is literally like the Barbie toy, right? Yeah, my size. So it's funny that you say the Barbie because when I was a kid, I wanted my size Barbie. My sister and I, we loved Barbie. And instead, my dad got us the my size Jeep. And I think it had flames on the side. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we still we still wrote the crap out of it, but it sucked because you didn't really get very far. And then we'd get like stuck in the middle of nowhere and have to like push it back. But basically, they're only designed for like three to seven year olds and have a maximum weight limit of 130 pounds. <laughs> Anyways, the trooper pulled the vehicle over and identified the driver as 51 year old John McKee, who was displaying signs of impairment. McKee failed a field sobriety test and was taken to Good Samaritan Hospital, where it was determined he was under the influence of methamphetamine and marijuana. It's a weird mix, meth and marijuana. With that, he was taken to (laughs) Knox County Jail and booked with a felony charge of operating a vehicle while intoxicated. That's so crazy that you can... I guess that makes sense, though, because I know even if you're like (sighs) in... Isn't it like even if you're in a car, if the car is not on... Yeah, it's like as long as you're in the car, they can get you for DWI because... Just being in it counts, as, I think. But I think the car has to be on because I've heard, like, I don't know. I had the there's this girl that I talked to, and she said that she turned the car on to warm up because it was like freezing out, and she was smoking a cigarette, and she wasn't driving, but because she was in the car and it was on, and then the cop knocked on her door, and she got like a, a DUI or whatever. 
Um, Real. It's like, no, do you think that's like a agency to agency kind of thing? You know what we talked about earlier? Right? Yeah. These ATF IOIs that, you know, sometimes they seem like they make up their own rules or whatever. Do you think that's, that's something like that's happening? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I do feel like the cops sometimes have their shit together more than ATF, but you know. For sure. But I mean, I, let's, if I was a cop and I pulled up on this, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because I mean, think and, about it. Like if it is freezing outside and you smoke cigarettes and you're outside mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go in my car and like warm up. Although, right. I don't and know. How, you know. Right. So it's like. Although it sounds like a little bit like overstepping. You know? Yeah, but who knows, you know, but then again, you don't know if somebody's like, oh, there's a cop and they pull over real quick and then they're just like, oh, no, I wasn't driving. I'm just sitting here. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? There's so many gray areas. Either way, don't drink and drive and don't smoke cigarettes because <laughs> they're bad for you. Mm. Uh, oh, don't don't do meth. Yeah, don't do meth either. Or, <laughs> you know, well, I'd say or marijuana, but I mean, right. marijuana is, I guess, not the end of the world. But that's why I'm like, it's so weird to do an upper and a downer together. Well, but, it, it's literally from, you know, like the quote unquote one extreme to the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so there's no word yet on whose power wheels that he was driving maybe he faces additional charges for stealing that jeep and i'm sure there's probably some three to seven year olds out there that's like pretty (laughs) mad when they wake up and right since it's a dui charge would that then be a grand theft auto charge or (laughs) yeah and then you know what's kind of crazy this actually isn't even the first time that this has happened i guess in 2019 a south carolina woman was arrested for operating a power wheels drunk as well so (laughs) yeah so Step I know away. what to be on the lookout for now. So look, don't go to Mexico and, you know, if you want to act like a DJ, cool, but like don't steal somebody's Yeah, power if, I, if I see a power wheel, I'm just going to look the other way and walk as fast as I, I can. Just, I just don't even know how you would like, I mean, you sit, I guess, on the back and I don't know, because I don't even think I would fit in one. <laughs> I think this is going to have to be a video soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Lastly, Franklin Armory. If you guys haven't tried binary yet, definitely do so. I added one to my AK actually, and that's a lot of fun. I also shot full auto AK and I don't know, AK. So I got to say like shooting AR is so much smoother than shooting an AK. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put a binary trigger on my AK and it doesn't have a muzzle brake on it and it needs one. I need to thread the barrel and it needs to have a muzzle brake because that thing is it's a little bumpy, but then the oh, AK, sure. the AK two, like, you know, I shoot my dad's full auto AK and like, even that, that had quite a bit of kick to it. It was still fun. I mean, you could just see like afterwards cause I record it. I'm just mm-hmm. laughing cause I'm just like, dang, that was intense. And then you just <laughs> instantly get into like a better mood. Like I was just kind of like, oh, cool. We're going to record content. All right. <laughs> and then I like do a mag dump and I'm like, all right, yes, now I'm all hyped. Let's do this. No, for sure. It just, I love it. I love mag dumps. There's always something, especially like a 762 by 398K, you know, full auto. They make such a distinct, yeah, you know, chunk, chunk. I know, I know. You could just see it's just like <laughs> it was, it's not as smooth as like the 556. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you have so much, uh, you have so much material moving around, right? Between mm-hmm. the bolt carrier, the big, thick gas piston, and everything. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, I mean, you know, it'd be cool. It's like if they added your chassis, they added a binary trigger and like they just had this like souped up AK that was just going to turn heads at the range. <clears throat> oh, um, we would love to do some, you know, cross marketing, cross promotion work. So I remember when they first came out with the binary triggers, it was it was mind blowing to me. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just like it's so much fun. I don't know. A lot of people actually because I've kind of gotten the cadence down now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually do think that I'm shooting full auto now. Like they don't realize that it is a binary trigger. So with a little bit of practice, like you can get this down where it's like you don't have to spend a ton of money on 
buying a machine gun that was made before 1986 or, <laughs> right. you know, like getting your friend. FFL yeah. SOT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like jumping through all these hoops. Like you get a buy. Exactly. And best of all, they're on sale right now. $449.99. But if you use the code AVA, that's AVA, you're going to get 10% off. Now we're wrapping up. There's no iTunes reviews because, uh, you know, at first we were on a hot streak and last show there was no reviews in this show. So that's cool, guys. Really appreciate it. I say that totally being sarcastic. But anyways, guys, if you haven't, leave us a review. All you have to do if you have an iPhone, super easy. If you have any of the other phones, then I don't really know. I think you have to do it on your on your laptop. But if you have an iPhone, just go to the the podcast app search for gun funny scroll down and then you can leave a review and you enter to win a prize pack so there's that all right if you want to support the show and get access to our patreon only facebook group consider becoming a patron it's just a lot of fun it's kind of like a family in there and we're always like joking with each other and stuff or ranting. I know I rant a lot of times in that group if I don't want to like be open about it on any other platforms. But yeah, if you support the show, you get access. All you have to do is go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link. And then also you get entered into winning a gift certificate from Blown Deadline for $300. He does amazing Cerakote jobs. He does. Right? It's like... Oh, absolutely. I'm that that's worth it right there. Mm-hmm. I know it's sick. And then also want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Say Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday. And then William Nave. And then King of the Patreon, Jon Snow. And Bill, thank you so much for joining me and telling us all about SureShot USA. Hopefully I'll run into you guys at like an event or something coming up. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're continuing to expand and we definitely want to start hitting, you know, the events, get product into people's hands and, you know, keep making uh, the platform good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And then and we definitely want to get a chassis in your hands as well. So we'll be talking to our mutual friend and getting all that set up for you. Awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Can you just remind the listeners once again where they can find you? What's your website and social media handles? So the website is sureshot, one word, dash USA.com. And then our social media is at sureshot, one word, underscore USA. And if you want to follow me, that's bandito underscore bill on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I'm so glad I asked about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bill, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.